So I learned the hard way earlier on after I did my training. I was trying to do mindfulness with all my patients and it just was not working, right? But you learn that some patients are receptive to it and some patients are not. But in general, the way I approach it is, of course, building that rapport with the patient, that therapeutic alliance. Once you have built that trust, then I would ask them for permission first. You know, are you open to trying something new, something that you may have not tried before? This has helped many of my patients with chronic pain or with stress or patients that have had difficulties with sleep, for example. This is something that might help for you. And then they're more inclined to try it out. We're learning that mindfulness can be super helpful for us and our patients, particularly those with persistent pain. Today, we had Shrey Vizier on, who's a mindfulness meditation facilitator. He's a registered physiotherapist in Toronto, Canada. And interestingly, he has a diagnosis of fibromyalgia himself, so he's coming from a place of experience. Today, we covered exactly what mindfulness is, what the latest evidence in the last 20 years is showing us, but also how to do mindfulness. And what I loved is we kind of finished this episode with how mindfulness can be super helpful for us as clinicians, particularly facing compassion fatigue and burnout. This is a topic I'm super passionate about, so please enjoy this episode. My name is Michael Risk, and this is Physio Explained. Welcome, Shrey. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Michael. You've done a masterclass for us at Physio Network, and It's on mindfulness, so we're going to go a bit deeper today. We're going to put a little link with a free trial for people who haven't listened to it or seen it yet in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. We're going to start, though, with you mentioned to me that mindfulness is no longer considered complementary, and with that, you're going to touch on some evidence. Could we start there? Absolutely, Michael. Basically, there's this stigma and this myth on mindfulness, it being an alternative, a complementary medicine. But since the 1980s, there's been a whole explosion and skyrocketing of literature and evidence on mindfulness in fields of psychology, psychiatry, rehab, pain medicine, you name it. Every industry is taking upon mindfulness and they're studying this. And I talk about that in my masterclass in detail, what the evidence is, but there's a whole host of changes that we're seeing with just six to eight weeks of mindfulness in the brain and the neurocircuitry changes pain levels change. But the most important thing that they're finding is that stress levels change quite a bit. And for a lot of our patients who might be suffering from persistent pain or some form of disability or condition, there's a whole host of stress-related changes that happen as well. And that's where mindfulness can effectively target kind of like a relaxation, calm response, along with a, a different kind of mindset for a patient as well in dealing with their long-term condition. That's amazing. Could you tell me more about the research and what are we finding? What's the strength of those studies? So they're, they're finding a, a lot of systematic reviews and meta-analyses have been done more recently, I would say since the 2015, 2017, 2018, going forward. There's a huge study done in 2021 that looked at over 400 randomized control trials. And they were comparing the best, they were trying to find the best psychologically supported well-being intervention. And time and time again, mindfulness-based interventions were found to be one of the best, not only for patients with physical illnesses, but mental illnesses, and even the general population, those who have no other conditions. So they're finding that mindfulness is very widespread in terms of its effects, and it's a fairly safe 
intervention. It's a short time, all the evidence that's out there. That's why I get into more detail in the masterclass. Yeah, for sure. Shrey, go deeper for me on what is mindfulness and maybe what were the practices in those studies? Because I'm imagining a few different things. Is it simply having a thought, identifying it, creating some space, or is it a practice of writing down journaling, or is it a practice of meditation, or is it a bit of all of that? It's a bit of both, yeah. So essentially, mindfulness is, it can mean a a lot, and there's a lot of different definitions as well. But the one I talk about in my masterclass is Dr. John Kabat-Zinn's definition of mindfulness, which is about paying attention on purpose in the present moment in a non-judgmental way. So taking that definition, you apply it to different practices. There's formal practices of mindfulness, which include breathing meditation, body scan, walking meditation, right? So they're like structured exercise, you call it. And then on the second hand, you have informal practices of mindfulness, which is your general way of going about life, right? Being more mindful, being more attentive, paying attention to what's in front of you without getting carried away by the thoughts of the past or the future. So informal practices about doing your day-to-day activities, not on autopilot. So being really, really focused. So essentially, these studies that we're looking at, they're looking at the intervention of mindfulness-based stress reduction or mindfulness-based stress, chronic pain management. And these are structured eight-week or 10-week-long, 12-week-long programs that groups of patients or professionals are taking. And then they're measuring their levels of pain or stress before and then after as well. So I've done courses and training in that. And basically, for physios, I think it's good to know that mindfulness really ranges in what it looks like, but it's so important to actually try it and practice it. And there's so many ways of practicing it. And the best way is to actually do a course or or a program, an eight-week-long MBSR program, and you get a real idea of what it is. Yeah. Any courses you would recommend specifically while we touch on that? Yeah. So even if you just look at the gold standard, what they talk about in literature as well is the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program. That was the original one created back in the 1980s by Dr. Zinn. Okay, that's MBS. MBSR. Got it. Beautiful. And Shrey, this is interesting because you're a physiotherapist, but you've done further training in this and it's helped you personally with your story. If you wanted to share just a little bit about that and how you found it. Of course. So I'm not sure if you know, but I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia roughly 10, 11 years ago when I was in university in my first year. And basically through a whole host of tests and consultations, there was nothing that they found. And they gave me a diagnosis of fibro. And basically I went on this whole journey of trying to find different treatment options for myself. Physio was one of them. Exercise was a huge part of it. But it wasn't until I tried mindfulness meditation in my second year universities when I started to realize that there's a whole mind-body connection at play that is not being talked about in the general rehab world. So after I did my physio training, I did my training in mindfulness as well. And then since the last five years, I've been teaching it to patients. So within the clinical practice, you know, along with the psychologist as well, we work together to lead group sessions with patients with chronic pain or stress-related conditions. So I'm using that as a whole intervention, as a toolkit that I can provide to my patients along with my knowledge in physio as well. And then on top of that, it's training in mindfulness has just made me a more self-aware, 
more attentive, more curious, more present clinician with my patients as well, which is a huge bonus. And take us into practical applications for patients. So if we've got maybe a young physiotherapist listening to this podcast, where would they start and how would they start, say, rolling this out to someone they think it could be helpful? So I I would put a shameless plug here saying, watch the masterclass. I talk about a few practical applications, but just even looking at a broader picture, understanding the whole biopsychosocial approach and understanding that we as physiotherapists, we're very biomechanically minded and very oriented toward the biomedical model. But stepping back and realizing that there's a whole component of pain, a whole component of stress and suffering that we can't just take away with our hands and with our manual therapy skills and our biomechanical skills. We have to step back. And that's where mindfulness training, even just adopting that mindset of the biopsychosocial model is using mindfulness approaches in a sense. Going forward, I would suggest reading a book, taking a course, and learning some of the techniques such as breathing exercises, you know, even providing resources to patients that might be interested, right? That in itself is nudging a patient towards their healing journey. And then there's a a whole host of other techniques that you can do, even if you're not trained in mindfulness. But if you are trained in mindfulness, then you can take it one step further and actually do guided meditations with patients, which is what I do. If you're a new grad physio, is there something that might make that easier, like a tool that you can just give to the patient like an app? I know there's a few apps around. How might that work if you're not quite confident in it, but you feel like you want to go down that journey? Absolutely. That's a great, great question. In my clinical practices, I've made a a whole handout on this is what mindfulness is, this is what it's not. Mm. And then here are some apps that you can try out. And there's a, a bunch. There's the Calm app, Headspace, Insight Timer. There's just so many of them. But it's essentially, first of all, it's about being comfortable with talking to a patient about mindfulness as a physio how to tread that lightly and then introducing to a patient that, you know, Hey, I want to help you. This is a tool that might potentially help you. Are you interested in trying it out? And then you can offer these apps and they can go home and try it out. And they, all of these apps have beginner level meditation, beginner level mindfulness. So it's worth a try. How do you approach that conversation with a patient? Have you found yourself maybe leaning towards presenting the evidence or do you share your own story? How do you bridge that gap? That's a great question. So I learned the hard way early on after I did my training, I was trying to do mindfulness with all of my patients and it just was not working, right? But you learn that some patients are receptive to it, some patients are not. But in general, the way I approach it is, of course, building that rapport with the patient, that therapeutic alliance. Once you have built that trust, then I would ask them for permission first. You know, are you open to trying something new, something that you may have not tried before? This has helped many of my patients with chronic pain or with stress or patients that have had difficulties with sleep, for example. This is something that might help for you. And then they're more inclined to try it out. It really comes down to the whole motivational interviewing approach of guiding patients to discover that answer by themselves, right? Versus trying to force them to do it or, you know, you have to do this kind of. So it works better when you're more open and curious, I guess. Yeah, I like that. And we're going to flip the script for health professionals now. What have you seen and found for health professionals around mindfulness? 
Absolutely. And I think this is where the evidence is actually stronger in terms of helping healthcare professionals deal with burnout or deal with difficult emotions such as frustration, anger, being able to better regulate yourself in difficult situations with patients or their families, right? Often as physios, we're left in situations where we don't necessarily have those toolkits to deal with with conflict or challenging situations. Mindfulness offers so many different tools that we can use in that moment. So as a healthcare professional, I think it's so powerful and transformative in how you approach your own self-care, your well-being first, so then you can give more to your patients. Because we're at a really high risk of compassion fatigue, as many physios know. And we're not really taught in physio school, although that's changing. There's a lot of universities adopting mindfulness into their curriculum, which is amazing to see. But we're not really taught that in school, how to deal with the emotional side of work. And I think mindfulness is a fantastic tool. I'm just thinking, do you, because you're you're a clinician and you are helping patients, but also you're dealing with persistent pain yourself. Do you have kind of separate programs for mindfulness or are you in a certain headspace when you're trying to maybe declutter your clinician week versus your personal week? Or does that all just come through in your weekly mindfulness practice? Yeah, I see what you mean. It used to be like wearing two different hats before, Mm. right? When I first started practicing mindfulness for myself and then I started teaching others, it was very different because all of a sudden I need to build that trust with them first and do it in a light way. Whereas for myself, it would be different where I'm just doing it for myself, right? But I would say over the last few years, I'm just wearing one hat. This is me. This is what I do. I practice mindfulness on a day-to-day basis, whether that be breathing or movements, right? Mindfulness can also come in the form of mindful movement. That's the kind of practice that I do quite a bit. And then I also teach that along with my physio exercise background. I can teach my patients to use movement in a more mindful way. I think it goes really, really well hand in hand. I'm still learning. There's just so much to learn on how to integrate the two more. Yeah. For the listeners, I want to remind them that we'll put a link and you can have a free trial of a masterclass in the show notes. And this may be a good one if you're really interested in this topic. And please subscribe as well. If you're listening and you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. And Trey, thank you so much for filling us in on a a more non-clinical topic, which is probably even more important, I might say, for our patients, but us as healthcare professionals. Absolutely. I really appreciate being on here, Michael. Thank you. Thank you so much.